Kelly. And welcome to the Millennial Minimalist. Today we are talking about minimalism and our masks, specifically how minimalism inspires us to clear the excess in our lives and uncover who we are so that we can live in alignment with our authentic selves. We are taking a deep dive into how this lifestyle can encourage us to remove the mask we often wear in life. Those parts of ourselves that we try to cover up or ignore out of shame or fear. Sometimes we use stuff to hide ourselves, to project hyperversion of ourselves, or to avoid feeling vulnerable. We believe that as we declutter our lives, we can become more aware of our physical and mental spaces, and we have the opportunity to reflect on who we are and our desires. And through this process of self-introspection, we can then design a lifestyle that is aligned with our goals and our values. In this episode, we hope to motivate you to ask yourself these tough questions so that you can start to shape or continue to live a lifestyle that reflects who you truly are and what you truly want. Yeah, so this is quite the topic. I'm really, really excited about this one. I'm really excited to talk about this one. I know, I came into (laughs) Lauren's apartment, aka our studio, and she's like, I am so excited about this episode. Maybe it's because we can be super vulnerable. Yeah, I got emotional (laughs) making the notes, actually. Really? Yeah, because it's like, it just like makes you dig down deep and like thinking about your insecurities makes me emotional sometimes oh my gosh yeah no absolutely i'm still crying now (laughs) no it's and it's okay too uh so today we're talking about minimalism and our masks uh specifically how minimalism inspires us to clear the excess so that we can live in alignment with who we truly are so i mean in this process i've realized that you know after eliminating the excess that i was wearing a few like a few masks in many areas of my life I was covering up I was owning things that I don't truly need taking on experiences that I didn't actually want to be a part of things like that because you're living more intentionally when you adopt this lifestyle and in my research I realized that some of the masks we wear in life and just just like minimalism applies to you know physical things and and mental excess and digital excess I I discovered that we have masks in all those areas as well. So for example, one number one, physical cover-ups, uh, owning stuff we can't afford to look a certain way, for example, yeah. um, mental cover-ups, uh, clouding our mind with who we think we should be and how we think we should act, uh, emotional cover-ups, and we touched on this in our episode on emotional minimalism, filling our minds with clutter to overshadow emotional thoughts that need resolving, Um, You know, if you haven't made time to grieve or if you're held back by a thought you need to express to a friend. And then there are digital cover-ups, right? You know, a lot of us, we're using our smartphones as security blankets and, you know, or we present ourselves in a certain light on social media that isn't actually truly who we are and who we want to be. No, that's so true. So what mask have you taken off? Yeah, no, I mean, I would say not that, on makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, actually, makeup was makeup one of them. Too, yeah, yeah, and that's the that's the interesting part. And and again, this this also this applies to both men and women. Starting from physical cover ups, I think that I went through a period in my life where, and for those who are maybe moving into a city or moving away from home for the first time, or you know, buying their first home think hard before you do so. Um, A lot of us were buying homes that we can't actually afford. Um, We're renting apartments that are bigger than we should. Uh, Or, you know, even if we can't afford them, we're owning big spaces that actually aren't being used. Unnecessary, yeah. Uh, And you're, you know, you're you're being wasteful uh, with your money. 
uh, in that sense. So for me, I thought that I needed this big, lavish apartment and I needed to fill it with all the things that made me look successful and I no longer feel that way. Uh, and I try to own the things that I know I will use and I try to build my apartment space so that I'm, I'm using every room, right? So, um, and I'm, I'm using it wisely. You know, I'm still debating whether to get rid of my TV, for example, because I know that I actually rather use that same space for a desk, um, mm. you know, a, a, a creative space, because I know I rarely use that TV. I mostly use my computer to watch Netflix because, you know, that's the day we live in. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's one, that's an example. And then with mental and emotional cover-ups, um, I mean, in this, in this lifestyle, you know, you really do dig deep um and figure out like hey what's holding me back um and you realize hey like what you want so it's easier to say no so i had this mask of like oh yeah i'm like the yes girl like i'm gonna be there like if someone says like oh do you want to come with me of course i'm gonna say yes because i felt guilt to say no i no longer feel that guilt yeah i mean it's a constant process like it's not just like an overnight process sometimes I do feel guilt you know what's weird about saying no is that recently I've been saying no and I found that people don't care as much when you say no because people don't they don't care okay this is just an example I got asked to be a bridesmaid in a wedding in August and I came up with all these notes on why I couldn't do it and when I told her she's like that's okay and I was like oh my god I was like so (laughs) upset to say no to you and you don't care so if you're really worried about saying no, sometimes it, it's not that big of a deal. And if it is a big deal, the minimalist actually said this, um, then you should be glad that you said no anyways, because why would you want to say yes to someone that it's a big deal to? Yeah. Yes. No, that makes complete sense. It's interesting how we... Internalize we, things. Yeah. Yeah. And just like anything, like sometimes like people have extreme anxiety, but they're doing it to themselves and it's... It's, you know, the, you, you create your experience. Yeah. I find that's interesting. It's like, you know, if the weather's bad outside, you think, oh, well, it's, I'm going to have a horrible day. Well, that's, you know, that that's your negative thinking. The way you see it, yeah. You change that. You shift it. Hey, it's a bad day, but that means I'm going to focus and get a lot done. You know what I mean? Like, like there's this positive spin on things, right? So, so in addition to this, I did quite a bit of research on um, masks and how it applies to minimalism and how minimalism helps us uncover them, um, all the masks that we wear in life. Um, it really it really essentially strips us of all the things that we don't use and the things that don't add value to our lives. So it helps us in the process of figuring out like, hey, what should I keep and what should I get rid of? And in this process, we become more aware of our values and so that we can design a lifestyle that is true to who we are. So because we have to ask ourselves those tough questions, we can, you know, kind of dig deep and figure out like, hey, like, do I need that? Like, is that, is, is that aligned with who I am? Like, um, you know, why am I getting rid of this? Like, there are so many questions that, that's why a lot of people, they don't want to start or they're afraid to start because yeah, I get that. there's so much stuff and there's so many questions that they need to ask themselves before they start decluttering. So, yeah. Okay, so my big mask that I've been wearing for probably most of my life is that I have this gift of humor, and I always have since I was a kid, and I was really chubby growing up, and I was made fun of a lot in public school and high school, and the last thing you want to do is be funny because people laugh at you, and I was insecure, and it would be mortifying to have people laugh at me anymore than they already did. 
And these past weekends, I stood up at weddings and I did these speeches. And I had people, so many people came up to me and they were like, your speech was so amazing. You're so funny. And I finally was like, I, like, they were like, you need to do comedy. So I've been saying that. Yeah, I know. So I'm going to people on this podcast are like, you're not funny, (laughs) but it's the mask that I've been wearing. (laughs) She's the most hilarious person. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, and all these insecurities still come up in my life. Like I, one of my insecurities is that I didn't like eating unhealthy food in front of people. So like if I got a burrito, I would literally put, I would get it on ritual, walk in, put it in my bag and like run home. <laughs> we talked about this on a previous yeah, podcast. Yeah, we did. So the other day, this is how much I've improved, which is stupid, but it's a story. I walked into the burrito place. I sat down, ate my burrito because I was, it's across the street from Yuck Yucks in Toronto. And I which read, is a comedy spot. Which is a comedy spot that I want to do amateur night at. And I just sat there and I read until it opened up. And I'm like, I don't care anymore. I need to be confident and to be myself if I'm going to pursue my gift. And um, I, I, you know, been emailing and calling comedy shows and I was banging on their door. They weren't opening. And I just stood on Richmond Street in Toronto and I called comedy shows until I got a spot. And finally, one of them was like, yeah, yeah, we have amateur nights on Monday. Just come in, sign up and you can go up. And I was like, perfect. And I walked home. I'm so proud right now. I I can't even explain. This is like beyond for for who I've like covered up to be in my whole life. It was like such a pivotal moment. And I wanted to tie all of this back into minimalism because I'm like, how can I apply this to minimalism? How has my minimalist lifestyle enabled me to stand on Richmond Street with a burrito in my hand and bang on a door? (laughs) (laughs) To do comedy. (laughs) To do comedy. That's not... Okay, so minimalism, living this like simple life always has let me pursue my side hobbies. So I've always, as even though I've done real estate, I've always dabbled on the side. And um, with podcasts, websites, I try to do workout guides, menu planning, everything. I've, if there's a business you can start, I've probably dabbled in yeah. it. It's true. And I just got to a point where, and okay, so minimalism let me dabble because I I was okay to spend money on the side. Um, I wasn't out, you know, I had extra time outside of work. I wasn't always, you know, like shopping or like cleaning my place or, or returning stuff. Like I, I put time into hobbies and to pursuing side passions. Minimalism gives you the focus. It gives you the focus and the ability to do things that don't have to do with like money or making money. I could just, I gave myself permission to fail. And this ability to accept failure, let me knock on that comedy club that night because I'm like, I don't care if I fail. I failed at everything to date. So who cares anymore? I might as well just throw the mask in the garbage and try it out because what I don't have anything to lose anymore. So Exactly. So that's my big story. That's the big mask that I've taken off recently and I have a very clear vision for my life right now. And if I fail, I don't care. Then I'll find something else. So oh, I love this. Yeah, no, it's really good. I was going to say, happy. and you're not even 60 years old. Uh, and I say, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I say that because there's a quote 
uh, oh. by Anna Landers. I don't know if you've heard of it. it I've says, probably heard it. At age 20, we worry yeah. about what others think of us. At age 40, we don't care what they think of us. At age 60, we discover... We realize no one's thinking about yeah, us. Yeah, they haven't been thinking of us at all. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> and I mean, that's a harsh reality. Of course, we have families and, fr family and friends who care, but... No one's going to hear that deeply about, you know, oh, you can't make it to the birthday. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, they really and if don't. they do, they, they, they need to work on themselves and, and taking things It's their personally. own insecurity. Yeah. And then another, another quote of wisdom is, I would rather be hated for who I am than love for who I'm not by Wayne Dyer. Oh, I, I love that one. Yeah, I love that one too. I found that uh, in a Medium article I read called Removing the Mask, Self-Alignment, which I will put in the show notes, which is fantastic. But on your note of being able to kind of embrace who you know that you truly are, yeah. which is like amazing to I me. I am like but everything and its timing, like it came at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't come overnight. I would say that I'm, I'm 32 now and I'm coming into myself fully, I think, today than ever, yeah. more than ever. And I think that even in five years from now, I'll feel even further yeah. um, because we're always learning and growing. But five years ago, I'd say, say that I was still on that stage of like trying to figure myself out. And that's okay. Like yeah, we, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, and we all go through the trials. But uh, on your idea of being more vulnerable, uh, I'm sure you know of Brené Brown. Yeah. Um, the popular ben Brené Brown, author, researcher, and now s she calls herself a storyteller, uh, which she was formerly hesitant to call herself. Uh, so she speaks on shame, vulnerability, and courage. And she has a YouTube video called The Power of Vulnerability that has over 40 million views. It's crazy. Wow. Uh, and she has her new show on Netflix, Netflix called yeah. The Call to Courage. Do you see that? Um, I've seen parts of it, You've yeah. seen parts of it, yeah. Um, I love the beginning when she comes out and she's like, Right before she walked on stage, they're like, oh, should we take your purse? And she's like, well, maybe I don't want to go out on stage. That's <laughs> what I love about her. She's very real. She's very real. She's like, I'm talking about vulnerability. Um, so she says that living in alignment with our values will bring us a sense of connection. And she argues that a sense of connection is what gives us purpose and meaning. So tying that into minimalism, she says that we all have shame. We all we all feel shame for sure uh which is basically the fear of disconnection you know i'm not good enough i'm not smart enough i'm not pretty enough i'm not handsome enough i'm not thin enough etc which keeps us out of connection that mm -hmm. sense of connection which is why we're all here so we put up masks we put up these masks and i mean i still wear masks like i think we all do in a sense yeah, in do. some ways and we numb vulnerability and i love the way she uses that that word numb uh, and as a result, she says that we're in debt, we're depressed, mm -hmm. we're addicted. So if you apply this to minimalism, you're being more intentional with your money. Um, you're finding, you're, you're living in alignment with who you truly are. So you'll be happier and you'll be able to control, you know, your, have more control of your life, including your digital devices. So you'll be less addicted. Uh, so I recognize that some of this, some of those situations, debt, depression, and addiction can be due to the noise and clutter in our lives. And so minimalism allows us to uncover that. So I thought that was really, really cool. And what she found is that those who are vulnerable, so for example, yourself, yeah. are willing to let go of who they think they should be in order to be who they are oh, and that. live authentically. And so I was like, wow, like, 
you don't really realize like how important it is to live with great intention. Because if you're not doing that, I mean, you're living a life for other people and you're going to constantly struggle in so many areas of your life. You will. Well, I think true happiness is this ability to just be your authentic self. I know that sounds like really cliche, I guess, but it is like I, I have never been happier than I have been in the last two weeks. I just have such a sense of calm and can walk around with no makeup on if I choose not to wear makeup. But you just fall into yourself. And I, I want to touch on money too. Yeah. Um, so I, I spent a lot of money over the last few weeks with yeah, the weddings and the trip and stuff. And two of her best friends I got know. married. Yeah, got they married did a in week the last apart. Two weeks. Yeah, a week <laughs> apart. <laughs> there was some. These are weekends I'm gonna remember for the rest of my life. Some of the best nights of my life. But I, I did like I I went all out and I wanted to make it was so worth it. Like they they're my best friends. It was like money I wanted to spend. And now I've really buckled down again. And I have to tell you, I enjoy both parts. Like I oh. I enjoy the discipline of saving money. Like. Even last night, I was kind of hungry after dinner, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get something. I'm like, nope, we're saving money now, so you can have some toast with some olive oil and whatever's in your place, um, because we're back down to, you know, being intentional with your money, and I I like that sense of discipline in my life. Like, I, I enjoy discipline, because it makes you enjoy the other times. Like, when you're just constantly spending all this money, it's not a good feeling but when you balance out those times when you have to spend more money whether it be on a trip or for an event and then you kind of come back and you make up for that time and you can apply that to any area in your life and you'll have less guilt (laughs) you have so much less guilt even eating like I ate and drank like (laughs) no other over the last couple weeks and now I'm back down to like really eating healthy and um you know working out again because I went all out the last couple weekends so it's just finding that balance in life, however you can do it, you're able to. No, that's amazing. I, I remember a friend of mine, she posted on Facebook the other day about how she used to have an addiction to lattes uh-huh. and how it was so expensive, but now she finds other ways in her life to save money so that she, she can, can do still, because she actually enjoys it. Yeah. Like it's less of an addiction now, but when she really wants to enjoy a latte, she does. And she doesn't feel guilty for it because she knows that she's allotted, a mo- saved money from one area to, to pay for it. So, but, um, but yeah, so also moving on to the idea of uncovering and embracing our true selves. Uh, Colin Wright, who's a minimalism pioneer, author, and blogger behind the popular lifestyle blog, Exile Lifestyle. He recently posted um, a blog post called uh, No Need, where he asks his readers, what would you do if there was no need to do anything? And I found this piece to be very powerful uh, for myself, but I also see it as powerful for anybody who reads it, because I think it helps us uncover what we truly want. It can help us figure out like how we want to live, what work we want to do, how we want to consume, and how we want to spend our time. And I should also note that he knows that while, while, you know, our options in life are not entirely in our control, we can choose, um, we can choose between those that serve us and those that drain us. So we do have a lot of control in that respect. We do have a lot more control than we think. Yeah. But yeah, like when you think of it like, 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 what would you do in life if, you know, you know, if, if basically there's no need to do anything or if 
if you didn't care what people thought of you, like all these things. Like, and it's so funny because I was thinking this morning, it's like getting ready in the shower, and I feel like when I'm in the shower, I like have a lot of thoughts. A lot of people do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it happens to a lot of people. And I was thinking, wow, like when I'm on vacation, I try to really completely zen out, and I find that I'm most myself. Yeah. It's almost like vacation is calming and a sense of recovery because you get to be your full self. <laughs> and you like rid yourself of all your obligations. Yes. And you're in a different place and it's just your thoughts are different. And especially for someone like you, I'm sure your surroundings ignite your creative mind and give you this time to think deeply. Yeah. I mean, well, you've seen it. I'm yeah. sure you see me in my work modes and then see me in my vacation mode. It's probably a little bit different. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I sit on the couch, Kelly and I are in my place, and look out my window so much and think. And people will call me and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, just looking out the window. <laughs> and they're like, you're crazy. I'm like, no, I'm reflecting. Like, I need time to think in life I about love my thoughts. That. Yeah. <laughs> because you know what's so interesting is that majority of people, when – if you call them, like, what do you have to? I remember the old me in my 20s. I'd be like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Because I wanted to seem busy. Because the yeah. more busy you are, the cooler you are. It's interesting because now I'm just like, you know, like, obviously with my boyfriend, I'm very open. I'm just like, yeah. oh, you know, like, like, what are you up to? Oh, you know, I'm actually sweeping my floors. You know, like, I'm, oh, I know. you know, looking out the window. It's like, like I'm in a robe on my couch eating pizza watching Netflix. And that's okay. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> well, at least you're being your two selves. But true. yeah, so the part of minimalism that is also like challenging is that in the decision making process of, you know, how we want to live our lifestyle, there are a lot of challenging questions. So, and, you know, I'll give you an example. So thinking of your space, Lauren. So let's say you had a lot of stuff because I know you don't right now. I mean, but let's say you are someone who, a listener who is just starting this journey. What should I keep and what should I eliminate? So that's what you think about originally. So you go from what should I keep and what should I limit to why should I keep it and why should I eliminate it? So then you have to, like, think deeper. Like, you're not just making quick decisions. You're actually making decisions with intention. And then you ask yourself, ask yourself, like, am I being intentional and making decisions that are authentic to who I am? Or are my decisions being influenced by others or outside influences? I found that in my initial decision making, I was keeping things because I wanted to look a certain way. Or I was keeping things because I was like, oh, you know, like, this is a really nice piece, but I know that I will never use it or care to even look at it. Yeah. Right? So in this process, you realize that things you own or experience you have invested in are not actually things you want or you need. And so I came up with a couple examples. Uh, owning certain material goods to show the idea of success. Owning a home you truly can't afford to live up to a certain lifestyle. Or committing to certain experiences that you don't enjoy, for example. Yeah. Um, so by living by our authentic preferences, which I should mention is controlled to some degree, we will feel more fulfilled. So I love that. No, that's so true. One thing I've been doing recently, which I is a little tidbit for our listeners, is put something in a closet and see if you can live without it. And yeah. then if you can't, then bring it back. But and you that's kind of how you can test your material possessions to see whether you really need them. Like put clothes away somewhere else. And if you 
you're not wearing them, then you know that you can sell them or donate them. Anything. So I've been doing that recently. And just like, I know people think that I live this like super minimalist lifestyle, which I do, but I work on it every day. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're still working on like the whole like mental side, the emotional side. I mean, even the possession side. I know you probably think I'm crazy. Oh, really? I still work on like, even huh. I have face cloths and I'm like, do I need one for every day or can I just have one and, wash and it. wash it? Yeah. Like do like, it's just these like little simple things that, and I, I just got a new coffee maker and, um, I, put my other coffee maker in the closet. I'm like, I want to make sure that this is exactly what I want. Cause I was grinding my coffee beans every morning and I didn't want to do it anymore. And, um, so it's like, you know, test this lifestyle. Don't like go in so slowly. Cause like, look at you, like it's taken more than a year and yeah. you're still working on it. it. I will forever, even when I'm in my retirement home in my nineties, I'm going to be like, do I need this brooch? Like, is there another brooch? Like, you're going to come visit me. We're going to be in the same one and I'm going to have my brooch in the closet. I can picture you in an old folks home trying to sell all your possessions. Oh my God, banging on people's doors. Hey, take this. You want this blouse? Let me see if it fits you. I can definitely see you doing oh that. Speaking goodness. of which, she uh, shout out to Nespresso. She got a Nespresso machine. I love it. It's so good. I'm sipping delicious hazelnut coffee, thanks to Lauren. But uh, and she's so nice to gift me her old coffee maker because we're all about, you know. That was saving. in the closet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but it's great. Like, you can... You can, if you don't need certain things, you can give it away to friends. Give it away. Sell it. Give it away. Um, give it to charity. Just try to do everything you can before you throw it out. I even want to start putting stuff on Kijiji for free. I'll meet someone to give it something to them for free. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I want to start doing that because it's like you pass things along. It's like nice. Yeah, that's like me and my textbooks. I, I gave all my textbooks away to uh, U- University of Toronto. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, and there's a bin, a recycling bin. And the lady at the front desk, she was like, thank you so much. Because I, I like, literally threw like, over 20 books. She was like, oh, my gosh. So it was like <laughs> a win for her. For me, it was a win because I get to let you go of it. all your books. I have a funny story. I'll only take two minutes. My friend Cielo, who got married last weekend, she, we went to U of T together. That's where we met. And she took all of her textbooks to sell them, all of them. She dragged them across campus in the heat and she got there and she got 20 bucks for all of them and she's like wow i spent like hundreds of dollars on this i got 20 bucks and as she was leaving the 20 dollars came out of her hand in the wind and (laughs) (laughs) and she was like that was a waste of my entire afternoon but it wasn't it wasn't because people got the books did you tell her that I probably didn't at, what were we, 21 yeah. when we graduated. I wasn't as wise, but we laughed. We definitely laughed about it. She was like, poof, it was gone. Oh, my <laughs> No, it was a funny story. That is so funny. Actually, speaking of uh, stories, uh, I actually had a call with one of our listeners uh, named Steven, uh, and he provided some awesome feedback for us, and he shared a funny story. Uh, he, he mentioned how he was on a business trip, and he had brought a pair of trousers. I believe he, yeah, he bought he brought two pairs. And he went to iron one of the pairs. And he took the iron. He put the he put the iron down on the pair. And I think it basically burnt through the pan. He didn't realize how hot it was. <laughs> so he was like, oh no! So then he was stuck with the other pair of trousers for I think five business days. 
I think maybe four or five business days. And he said, nobody noticed. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because and people I would, don't care. People don't care. People aren't, just like uh, Courtney Carver's Project 333, like she wore 33 items for three, three months. People didn't notice. Like It's all in our mind. It's all in our mind. Totally. I think a lot of the time, especially with my mom, I'm always like, oh, yeah, like you've always, and I was like, oh, yeah, like that's a beautiful blouse, Callie. I was like, mom, I've worn this like how many times? Like people don't they even don't notice. notice. No. <laughs> and like he threw on a necklace on top and it's different, right? Like it, you guy throws on a collared shirt, different collared shirt, and it looks different. So, so yeah. Anyway, so, so, so in this journey, we really do like, um, back to the whole idea of stripping the masks, uh, we really do the tough work of figuring ourselves out uh, so that we can live more authentically, which involves being more vulnerable. And some of the benefits of this is that is that we strengthen our relationship with ourselves, which by doing so, we can strengthen our relationship with others. We move closer to self-alignment. We're more, our lifestyle is more aligned with our values. Uh, we take ownership of our life. Uh, we reveal new interests and passions. For example, you love comedy and you're actually taking action on yeah, that now. Oh finally. my gosh, I cannot wait till your first stand up. I'm like, ah! I'm gonna have to sit in the back so you don't see me. That's the plan. That way you don't get nervous. I just want you to be completely yourself. I want my friends and family there more than anything. Oh, perfect. they're the people I want to entertain the most. Can your parents come? Because I'd love to I meet them. I was thinking that. Yeah. I've known I'm, Lauren for five years now, and I still haven't met her amazing family. Oh, they're amazing. We were talking the other day about the Christmas card we want to do, like a funny oh. one with, like, cause my mom just got her knee done, and they want to be, like, our 30-year-old sing- daughter's single. Marian, <laughs> I got a new knee. Marion's got a new knee. Our one, our blind dog. <laughs> and we want to get it in front of the RV that we drive around. <laughs> I love so, how <laughs> amazing that that's a Christmas card that That's, people will enjoy. Because everyone sends out these, like, perfect family Christmas cards, so we want to send out, like, the complete opposite. So my oh, mom and I are working on it right now. God. Oh, my gosh, I love that. That it's just so made funny. my day. That is so funny. Okay, I, I want to do questions quick. Oh, you're going to ask me some questions? Ask, yeah. Oh, okay, if we're going to get this deep, um, biggest physical insecurity? Um, My feet. Oh. <laughs> See, people don't I, notice it. I have big feet. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, well, for a girl, anyways. Yeah, Kelly and I are tall, though. We need big feet or we would look weird. We'd really be lopsided. But the problem with me is I can never find shoes that are my size. It's so frustrating. Oh, really? Uh, but yeah, we all have some insecurities. But we you know what? Have... I've embraced my feet. I'm not going to lie. I know. you got to embrace it. Yeah, I'm like, I never used to like wear open toe sandals uh, or open toe shoes or anything because I don't like my feet. Uh, but you know, obviously, uh, I have friends and are accepting of my feet, <laughs> and it's not actually a big deal, and they're actually not bad at all. It was just all in my head. It's um, all in your head. It's just yeah. that my soccer coach used to call me flippers because I had big feet, and I was like, I also have a big kick, so maybe that's why he's calling me flippers. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I like how you turn that around. So. Okay, so my biggest physical insecurity is, so I've lost over 50 pounds, and I feel like I have loose skin on my stomach, and I'm so weird. Yeah, if I, like, sit down, I I can, it's just my insecurity, and I've always noticed it. Because she does not, but. Thank you, thank you, but, and so yesterday, I was at my pool with a friend. I have a pool in my condo building, an outdoor one, and I was sitting in my bikini, (laughs) eating cake, and I'm like. (laughs) 
I don't care anymore. I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to try to be perfect anymore. I'm, and I'm like, I don't want to pursue that. This is who I am. This is the best I'm ever going to look. And like, that's the end. So I, it was, it was the, I've had so many turning points in my life recently. And it's, it's so nice to just, once you like rid yourself of that insecurity or you accept it, it's a beautiful thing. And I bet you not one person was like, oh my God, that girl's loose skin and she's eating cake. Because no one cares. I love that. And were you by yourself? No, I was with my friend Christina. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, I would say that I'm actually wearing like less makeup too now. Yeah, which well, it's is summer. Yeah, well, it's summer, but I also realized like I was spending so much time in the morning on putting yeah. my makeup in the morning and I'm like, wow, like I just put mascara. I'll never forget the day that I put just mascara and I was like, you know what? I feel just as confident. I don't think people care. People don't notice. You want know to hate about makeup? I get it everywhere. There, are, there's makeup on my walls. I know. And like, God, no. And people are like, you need to get your place painted. I'm like, no, I need to stop wearing makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we made such a vulnerable conversation. We Actually, did. super fun. Fun, yeah. yeah. Okay, next question. Biggest mental insecurity. I would say. It comes spruce from my childhood, um, not being not being good enough. Okay, the idea yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah, yeah, the idea of not being smart enough or the smart. smartest in the room. The fear of, you know, answering a question incorrectly. All these fears, which obviously I've moved past. I don't care if I put up my hand and I'm incorrect. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care because mm-hmm. at least I tried and I participated. Yeah, that that's mine. Is people not thinking I'm smart? Yeah, and um, how I've gotten rid of that is that I've realized from just being observant is that people are smart in different areas of their life. I'm going to Washington with my parents in September, and someone was like, "Are you going to Washington D.C. or Washington State?" And I was like, "I don't know," (laughs) and they started laughing. (laughs) At least you were honest. I was honest. Well, you know what? You know what? Well, I mean, that's we are Canadian. We well. are, yeah. So I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Thank you. Uh, I but mean, I looked it up, though. I, I know that DC stands for District of Columbia, and um, the other one is like a lot further away, <laughs> yeah. and the White House is not there. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. So now I know where I'm going. When, and when I lived in Los Angeles, you know, I would always, you know, pick on Americans who would, you know, think obviously that we live in igloos, but yeah. uh, always think that I'm from Vancouver because that's the only city that they knew in Canada. In Canada. We're actually from but Toronto. You were, I guess you were born in Vancouver. So I'm you're probably how that stereotype. You're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, actually. I think about that now. But, uh, but yeah. Any more questions for me? Those were my two big ones. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, so, yeah, so just to close, I mean, I could continue this conversation. I could continue forever, yeah. Forever, because it's fascinating, and we will definitely keep you posted on Lauren's experience at, uh, at Amateur I, Night. I come back, I'm like, I failed. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm really excited for this, so we'll keep you posted with what we're but doing. But even if you fail, like, it doesn't you, matter. you are, like, all the pieces of your life are now kind of aligned with who you who you are and who you want to be, but also like how you want to live, how you want to spend your time. Um, You're more mindful of your money. Like all these things are just so important so that we don't live life following others and 
be confused about why we're unhappy and why things aren't working out. It's like, stop and reflect. And again, there are tough questions that we need to ask ourselves, but it's going to be worth it in the long run, super worth it in the long run, um, because we'll just be living true to ourselves. That's so, so yeah. true. Yeah, so I, I guess, again, to close, um, we want to thank you all for your continued support on our podcast. And we want to keep you posted on an amazing upcoming episode. We will be interviewing uh, Colin Wright, who's one of the main pioneers behind the minimalism movement. So we're super excited about that. Also, if you could rate and review us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. We really appreciate it. It really helps us grow um, and continue to interview some interesting guests on the podcast. So It so, for yeah. sure does. Okay. Well, thanks again for your support and for listening, and we will talk to you next week. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.